This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. If someone you love went into cardiac arrest, would you know what to do? Could you administer CPR or grab an AED and use it to shock life back into your friend or family member? These critical life-saving measures are the focus of today's show. You will meet several people who say they are only here today because a stranger knew what to do when their heart stopped beating and that stranger took action. Our expert will walk us through the steps and show you why people who get immediate care in the seconds after a cardiac event are up to three times more likely to survive than if they have to wait for EMS to arrive. It's an issue that has been in the news. LeBron James' son, Bronny, just suffered a cardiac arrest at a USC basketball practice. And by now, you're probably familiar with Buffalo Bills football player, Damar Hamlin, whose life was saved with an AED. It's his mission now to get these devices onto playing fields across America. Everything you need to know about how to save a life with CPR and AED on Prescription for Life, straight ahead. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Monica Robbins. It is something we can all learn to do. And about two thirds of us have received some training in CPR in our lifetime, but fewer than one in five of us is up to date on that training. So even if you've been taught how to administer CPR, it's a good idea to get a refresher. And now we have AEDs, those devices that are increasingly showing up in public places like restaurants and shopping malls. Would you know how to use one if someone were having a heart attack in front of you? We're going to get into all that information with our expert in just a moment. But first, a reminder to us all of how critical it is to have these skills. You will meet a man who says he is only alive today because a stranger was prepared. Take a look at this report from our Atlanta station, WXIA. When I say she's a superhero, I'm not just saying that because it sounds good. If she's not there that day, then I'm not here today. Just a few days before Valentine's, George Sylvester says a day shopping at Perimeter Mall for a Valentine's gift quickly turned into scary moments. Decided to go to the fragrance counter to make a purchase, made that purchase, started to have a conversation. Next thing I know, I'm in the back of an ambulance. The healthy 48-year-old suffered a heart attack on that day, and it was a medical student who was right by his side. I saw Mr. George, you know, laying there, obviously kind of like losing consciousness, looking kind of dusky. Paige Harmon was shopping with her fiance. When she saw Sylvester fall to the ground, she immediately started giving him chest compressions. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely nervous. I was definitely sweating. She performed chest compressions for 10 minutes before first responders arrived. The paramedic who responded that day says if it weren't for Paige performing initial CPR, George may have not made it. It could have been, it could have been a lot different outcome. Um, I just think fast acting uh, CPR and defibrillation is most important. Um, and ultimately it uh, saved this man's life. In a ceremony Thursday, Paige along with other first responders were reunited with George and honored for their actions. George says he'll forever be grateful to Paige for stepping in on that day. Not for her, then in all likelihood, I'm not standing here. I don't have a life. We'll be in communication for the rest of our lives. In DeKalb County, Brittany Kleinpeter, 11 Alive News. 
And there are thousands of stories just like that one. Cardiac arrest causes as many as 450,000 deaths every year. But those numbers can change. Our Cleveland Clinic expert shows us how. Joining us now is Clarence Moore, a retired captain with Cleveland EMS. Thank you so much for being Thank with us. Thank you for us. having me. You are now with the Cleveland Clinic Education Institute and you are a CPR instructor. Yes. And I can't even imagine in 30 years of working on the street, how many heart attacks did oh, you see? I did a number of them, <laughs> and, yes. And how frustrating it was it for you when you get on a scene and nobody knew CPR? And that's one of our biggest things with CPR or any of the training we do. We need somebody to be doing something prior to someone getting there to help them. People dial 911, they're dialing because they need help. But even though help is coming, we really need to learn these simple basic skills to just to help somebody until the ambulance arrive. Half a million people a year have cardiac arrest. And most of those heart attacks or heart issues happen outside of the home, outside of a hospital. Tell me about what do people need to know and, and how easy is it to learn? And that's why it's important because when you do these skills, CPR, you're gonna do it at home, at a church, at a library, somewhere where there's people that you love, that you care about, and that you wanna help. So the very first thing people gotta do is find a class, get in that class, and really learn how to do CPR. The very first thing, the most simple basic thing is, is just learn hands-only CPR. Hands-only where you're gonna just push on the person's chest. You're not gonna breathe in their mouth, but you're gonna circulate, circulate, circulate their blood. And then you're gonna go get that AED. That AED is the most important thing other than your chest compressions. So you just wanna get in the middle of the person's chest, get your hands in the middle of the chest, and you wanna pump fast and hard. How old do you have to be to well, learn CPR? Well, we really look at it. I have individuals that have been our club scouts, girl scouts, boy scouts. Some of our little ones have learned CPR, but you really wanna start in that elementary age, 13 and up, start learning CPR. And sometimes some courses we run up for those that are 12 and under. We always hear about AEDs, you know, they're they're to deliver a shock, start up the heart, jumpstart the heart, yes. if you will. Um, but a lot of people are scared of that. You know, they don't know if they're gonna do it right. Today's AEDs, what do they do? Very simple, very simple. The very first thing you wanna do, no matter where you find an AED, the first step is turn it on. The next step, listen to it and do exactly what it says. If you follow those basic steps, no matter where you are in the world, you can use an AD, turn it on, listen to it and do what it says. Choose the right patches, put them where they belong, and then just follow the instructions of the AD. All of our AEDs, wherever it is, just get it off the wall and use it. That's the start, getting it off the wall, knowing where it is. Do you have to be trained? You don't have to be trained in an AED. There's AEDs in our airports. There's AEDs in our libraries, in our churches. No one's trained. All you have to do is turn it on. If you turn it on, it will then tell you exactly what to do. What's interesting is I wonder how many people actually go into a place and, and look and to see where the AED how is. How important is that? We visit a lot of different places, but do we really know where the AED is in our facility, in your facility today. 
is there an AED here in the station? So everyone needs to know where that AED is, how to get it off the wall, and then how to use it. So sh should I have one of these in my house? There are, there are some that are prescribed to patients to have in their homes. So they do have their own personal. So that's something that their physician, they're gonna work through their insurance company to get this AED in their home. So there are people who have AEDs. There are automatic AEDs that people wear. So there are devices that they wear on their shirts that will shock the heart and turn the heart around. Now I know in Ohio, uh, graduating high school, there's now a CPR requirement. Yes. Um, the American Heart Association worked long and hard to, to get that. Um, but still, you know, a lot of people maybe get that training in high school, maybe had that training in college, and now it's 20, 30 years later. Has it changed? It's changed tremendously. How we approach patients, how we use the AED, how we do CPR, the count, the number, when we're on and off the chest. But the most important thing people must remember is, no matter what's changed with CPR, the most important thing is hands-only CPR. The person goes down, get on that chest, Start pushing hard and fast and dial 911 as quickly as you can. I hope uh, one day in our state that we really look at when you renew your driver's license, you renew your CPR or you learn CPR. Oh, our rate, our death rate, our, our uh, death rate would just drop tremendously uh, in our country if we did that. And especially with parents whose kids are in school, we hear so many times, you know, a kid drops playing basketball. I think that's something that a lot of people just don't think about. Well, now in schools, it's being taught. Our teachers know CPR, our coaches know CPR, our students know CPR. There's a lot of emphasis put on, we're at these games, we're at these events someone there should know CPR. We were talking earlier, I just got recertified. And, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to like concentrate on pushing. Yes. Now, I, I, you know, you're tired yes. within 30 seconds of doing that. But now the technique is different. So it's the technique rocking. is just use your lower hips, rock into the chest, push hard and fast. And one of the things that we've eliminated over the years is breathing. Yeah. All you have to do is pump now. Just pump on the chest. When 911 arrives, that firefighter, that paramedic will then do the ventilation part. We talked earlier about this is the 100, day, 100 deadliest days of the year is between Memorial Day and Labor Day. First aid is always an important factor. What are some things people should really consider about having in their house? Well, when I really think about first aid and having a first aid kit, just buy the first aid kit, whatever is in it, look at it, know how to use it. But I usually use these letters, A, B, C, airway, breathing, circulation. Those are the main three things that we have to fix when we're talking about first aid. First, we gotta have something to breathe in a person's mouth. Now, whether that's your family member, your friend, your significant other, you probably will just put your mouth on their mouth. But we need some kind of barrier between us and the victim to stay safe. So that's real important to have some kind of breathing device that you can breathe in the person's mouth. The next one is bleeding control. You need something in case someone gets cut, get injured, and you need to stop their bleeding. The a bleeding control or stop the bleed program is growing very big in our schools. And so in that kit is everything you need to stop the individual's bleeding. And that is a class that you can take, stop the bleed. And the most important thing there is getting a tourniquet on that extremity, meaning arms 
and, and legs. So now if a person's having a heart attack and you told me that some of your friends, they carry their nitro with them. So some of all the other medications we have, they have them, we're helping them administer to it themselves. So you don't have to be trained. All you have to do is just ask them, do you have nitro with you? Yes. And now you're going to take the nitro, get it in the cap, dump it underneath their tongue, and now you're going to be doing some first aid until that unit gets there, that's, until that rescue squad gets there. That's the, the other one is glucose. Those are our individuals that are diabetics, and they will have it on them. So they'll have it on them, and you'll just give it to them if they can administer to themselves good, if you have to do that. That's why this class is so important. To take a first aid class is really important. Now, an anaphylactic reaction, so we have our EpiPens. Now, one of them is just the EpiPen that you're going to give, and the other one is automated, so it's just like the AED. Once you pull a cap, it starts talking to you, and it'll walk you right through it. This trainer contains no needle or just, drug. Yep, it'll wow. walk you right through it. And it'll tell, tell me exactly, exactly what, what to, do. to do. What to do, when to do it, and where to place the medication at. All of this is so important. So a first aid class, take your CPR class, connect it with your first aid class. Take first aid, take CPR, and then get certified in both. So you can do both in a class, and that way you'll be able to help someone doing an emergency. And we know the opioid epidemic has not gone yes. away, unfortunately. And the Don Project is so important. It's so important that we all get trained to do this because we know that those individuals that are on our opiate drugs, they need the Don Project. D-A-W-N, death, avoidance, with Narcan. So the Narcan is in the bag. You gotta be trained. You're gonna take the Narcan, go to the class. They're gonna teach you to Minister up the nose, so you squirt up the nose, and then after that, I say you need to be safe. Walk away and be safe, and that help the person recover. All of these emergencies, the biggest thing that people must remember, dial 911. They gotta get help there, and a lot of people don't do that. Can the 911 operators pretty much guide you through any situation that you're dealing with? Here in our city, in the city of Cleveland, yes. So they are emergency medical trained 911 operators. So in your city or wherever you live, those operators on the phone now can help you with any emergencies. Any of these things on the table, they can help you with and tell you exactly what to do over the phone. It's summer, we have a lot of people using their swimming pools still. That's a big safety issue too. Mistakes people make that you- The alarm. Not making sure that alarm is working. Someone's in the pool. When people are in the pool, we got to have eyes on the pool at all times. We relax. We say it's in our backyard. We say it's outside. We're at a park. We kind of relax. We don't watch. So we got to really have good eyes on the pool and good alarms that are working. And when someone's in that water, we got to be able to either reach, throw, or go. That's how we do it. If you can't reach the person, then throw something to them. If you can't reach them, then that means you got to get in the water and you got to know how to swim. Right. If you can't swim, it's no sense you're jumping in the water. What's the biggest mistake people make in emergency situations? I think panic. They panic first. Take a deep breath. Slow down. Think. Do I need 911? Yes. Get somebody to dial 911. And then think about the emergency. If, it's, if they're cut, we got to stop the bleeding. If they're having anaphylactic, I got to have an EpiPen. Just start asking, do you have an EpiPen? You're in a restaurant. Someone starts choking. How do I get the object out? 
It's the panic. And once the panic drives you, then you'll lose sight of the emergency. So we gotta just teach ourselves to calm down. And if there's one thing you wish other than dialing 911, an emergency happens in your home, what do you want people to know? What do you want people to do? To know how to have a good first aid kit ready and really know how to use it. And then the last thing is get some help. Don't put people when they're in an emergency in your own vehicle and drive them. That's very unsafe. You can have an accident. You can cause injuries to other people on the street. Always wait for that emergency unit. Some people say it takes too long, but I always say to them, they can do something for your loved one before they get to the hospital. That's why you wait. Just wait for 911. Great advice. Thank yes. you so no, much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I think we can all agree that knowing how to perform CPR and use an AED are life skills we should all have. But AEDs only work when they're available. And that's something NFL football player DeMar Hamlin is trying to achieve. More AEDs on athletic fields. You may remember the Buffalo Bills player had a major cardiac event in the middle of a football game. An AED saved his life. Take a look at this story from our Buffalo station, WGRZ. DeMar Hamlin was in the stadium talking about something very passionate to him, heart health. Growing up playing sports, I never really remember ever thinking about where an AED was or ever thinking about, you know, CPR training. And I don't ever remember a coach nor a parent ever knowing where AED was in a gym or a stadium. His personal experience on the football field taught us all that it is important and life-changing. He had an on-field cardiac emergency. His life was saved, and now he's hoping others can be lifesavers too. I'm launching our first program of the charity, which is the Chasing Them CPR Tour. Working with the American Heart Association and other partners, we will be holding events like this in cities like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and a few other cities across the country. The tour will include CPR training and giving AEDs to sports and community groups for kids. He was out there with his family handing out AEDs. Effective CPR can double or triple the chance of survival for those who need it. And check out the mass training that was happening. It was open to the public at the stadium. It's designed to be easy and simple. It's also called you know, bystander uh, CPR, so someone can just feel comfortable jumping in and doing something in case someone has cardiac arrest. Several people were motivated to get trained because of Hamlin's incident. Absolutely. It saved his life. For others, it's more personal. My brother recently suffered a cardiac arrest, and he had the good fortune of having people available to him that had the courage and bravery to perform CPR and administer the AED. And I saw it as important enough that we were compelled as a family to come and do the same. And if you're compelled to do the same as well, contact your local hospital or local Red Cross chapter. You can sign up for classes on CPR and learn how to use an AED. You never know when you might have the opportunity to save someone's life. That's all for this episode of Prescription for Life. I'm Monica Robbins. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you back here next week. Until then, wishing you good health. Thank you so much for tuning into Health Yeah. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Find video podcasts at Monica Robbins channel on YouTube. And please subscribe. Wishing you great health and hope to see you again soon. 
Thanks for listening to Health Yeah with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.